Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports. This Which episode? Week, it's episode 10, Santonio Holmes. Mitch Trubisky. And this week, we do have a packed show for you. There's a lot going on in the sports world right now. Yep. Um, we're going to recap whatever's happening in the NHL, NBA, MLB, college ball, the NFL, and then we're even going to talk golf this week. And we'll close with the always popular segments. But let's kick things off this week by talking about what's going on in the NBA. Do you want to kick us off there, Callum? Yeah, absolutely. So the NBA has sort of had a busy week this week, you know, uh, the whole free agency draft coming up. Well, free agency hasn't started. Free agency takes place after the draft. But the draft is coming up, and a lot of reports are coming up. Uh, Chris Paul, he got traded to the Suns. That's kind of crazy. I mean, that's a big trade. It's a big-name player. Um, I think he's actually a really good fit for Phoenix because that's sort of the one position they were missing was a point guard because they had they had Devin, po- Devin Booker playing point guard a lot. And he's good. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. But he's a shooting guard. He turns the ball over like 10 times a game if you put him in a a point guard. So Chris Paul is a very good piece to add. I mean, the Suns have just become so much more hateable now, though, because Chris Paul is like one of the top five most hateable players in the NBA. Am I wrong about that? I don't think you're wrong about that. I, I mean, I don't think like Arizona and like Phoenix sports teams are very hard to just hate. Because it's just kind of like, oh, I feel bad for him. Yeah, and then when they go out and do things like this, everything. when they go out and do things like this, you know, kind of, yeah, it, it it does take it takes some of the fun out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean that it, it sort of makes it makes the Suns a border playoff team now because they were a border playoff team before, um, and they sort they got a lot of help from the bubble last or this last season, uh, so. Chris Paul is definitely going to help him. I think they're probably going to be like a seven or eight seed now. So they're moving in the right direction, at least. Another big story from the NBA, uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, he wants out of Houston. And apparently so does James Harden. Uh, yeah, every time I open Twitter it's, right it's now, kind of a it's James Harden trying to go somewhere. And he wants to go to Brooklyn. He wants does, to go to the Nets. Does anyone actually want to play in Houston? Like, in the city of Houston, does any professional athlete want to play for a professional team in the city of Houston? I don't. I don't know about uh, NBA or anything, but uh, I mean NFL. Why would you right now? We'll get. I into mean that. NBA, NFL, MLB. Maybe you could possibly want to, but like no, absolutely not for the NFL. That that team is in a bad spot. I'm going to talk about that later. But for the NBA, it's. I mean. It's kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, for the Rockets because, like, for sure, James Harden is a great player, but they're not winning a championship with him anytime soon. So, and and especially not with that Russell Westbrook contract on the books. I mean, they're in a bad position because they have a lot of money put into two players right now, and those players are not even close to winning a championship for them. So they kind of got a tear it down a little bit and if they could get draft capital or some money cleared up for those two guys that would go a long way yeah and plus in houston if you do if your basketball team is good you will probably make it into a beyonce song uh yeah. she's houston more you know uh, she's on the sideline she says houston rocket in 
one of her songs. You know a lot more about Beyonce music than I I'm do. I'm a so big I'll Beyonce. I am a big Beyonce guy. Um, Queen I was going to sing the whole song, but yeah, Queen Bee's one of my favorites. I mean, we have time. We could let you sing the whole song if you want to. I uh, know. I, I think I'll do Okay, okay, okay. That's I'll nice. save my singing abilities for later on, maybe like week 17 is maybe when I'll sing on the podcast. Okay. Got but, it, got it. <clears throat> um, any other NBA notes you got? I didn't really yeah, have much I, I mean, them. other than that, like, people are just sort of proposing the worst trade possibilities ever for Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It's like they could get traded to the Bucks for, like, Russell Westbrook to the Bucks for Chris Middleton and the third best player and two first-round picks. Like, Bucks wouldn't do that because Chris Middleton is better than Russell Westbrook, and they're also throwing in two first-round picks, so... People, people think Russell Westbrook is a lot more valuable than he is. He, he's a very good player, don't get me wrong. But his contract just – it's funny because in the NBA, the contracts mean so much when it comes to trade value because you, you have such a small roster. Yeah. So these trades aren't going to happen that they're imagining. Um, I actually do have one NBA note that kind of segues into my NHL talk, so we'll go there now. All right. Um. NBA, a couple teams have been releasing some new jerseys and people are getting big mad about it on the internet. Like, I love the Bulls getting, jerseys. I do. People are getting very upset about jerseys this week on the internet. Yeah. Um, a lot of tweets that are very angry about the jerseys, both in the NBA and in the NHL, because the NHL finally released their reverse retro jerseys today. Um, did you get a chance to look at them? I did. I mean, so, not all of them. I saw the Blackhawks what's, ones. What, what are your thoughts on the Blackhawks ones? I like him. I think I think Kaner's gonna look absolutely sick scoring scoring a hat trick in those jerseys. So I like him a lot. Patrick Kane? Yeah. In those Kaner. jerseys. Yeah, I'm I kinda I like the Blackhawks ones. I'm not sure how I feel about like the red shoulders is like the only part of those jerseys that I don't really like. Uh maybe yeah, I we mean, can, the, the Blackhawks tweet them out, but they messed they it, messed up but. their collars so bad when they switched to Adidas. Like the fans still don't like the collars. So yeah. I've had a lot of problems with because to me, the Blackhawks red jersey is like the sickest jersey or sweater. You're supposed to say sweater. sweater. Yes. Yeah. Their sweater, sweater yeah. is like the swicket. It, 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 it's like the sickest jersey in sports. Um, but it's pretty offensive. But they messed up the collar. Okay. Well, but <laughs> I mean, we we dealt the Blackhawks dealt with that like a couple months ago. They're fine. Apparently, it'll come back up in another year probably somehow. But like, yeah, same with the Penguins. The Penguins went. Um, so like the whole reverse retro thing, like it works with some of the teams and like the Penguins, I guess it was one of them because they took their famous black jerseys with Pittsburgh going diagonal across the chest. They made it white with Pittsburgh going across. So reverse retro Blackhawks, yeah. same thing, you know, they did the reverse retro. Some like the Islanders didn't even change their Jersey color. Like it's just an Islanders Jersey. Yeah. And like the Red Wings is just a white Jersey with like, a silver band on the arm. It just looks stupid. Like, yeah, a lot of the teams did a poor job. On, and you have so much room for creativity on those, too. Some of the jerseys, but, like, some of these teams don't have enough of a history to be able to, like, do the reverse yeah. record. And people are getting mad about the Pittsburgh one because they wanted, like, other old jerseys and everything. Like, like I said, people are just getting big mad on social media about all these jerseys. And, like, the Penguins ones I don't think is that bad because reverse retro, like, I – they reverse the color schemes. And I don't think reversing this color scheme on like the Robo Penguins jersey would look as good as it does on the 
on this one. So it's, a, it's I mean, it's a classic hockey look. I think some teams just completely missed the mark. By far, the best one, you can't even argue it, is the Colorado Av- Avalanche because they brought back the Quebec Nordiques logo, and it just looks so good. It just yeah. looks so good, and it's going to look so cool. Carolina did it, brought, didn't Carolina bring back the Whalers, right? Yeah, Carolina brought back the That's Whalers. So like, it's going to be pretty cool seeing those jerseys back on the NHL. The Whalers have like the best all-time logo in sports. So like, that's yeah, it. It's a very you know, it is a very cool logo to use. Um I actually think I'd probably have a Whalers hat, but I've seen a lot of like beer league teams, a lot of other junior teams, things like that model theirs after the Whalers. But it was cool to see like those franchises that had the history go back to that history. But like yeah. I mean teams like Vegas, they just threw on their alternate Logo. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot Vegas can do on I'm that like, one, though. How retro can you go? Phoenix has amazing-looking jerseys. They have the Kachina jerseys that are purple. Oh, I um, thought Phoenix looks, looked bad. But, okay, but what you got to do is compare that to what they were reversing the colors on. And it looks better if you see it compared to the... I can't, even, I can't even think about that right now. Like it just, it just, it just looks better if you compare it to the jersey that they're just flipping the color scheme on. Trust me, I did kind of have the same thought the first time I saw it, but when I saw them side by side, I was like, that looks sick. Um, anyway, that's really the only NHL news I have. Apparently, they're starting the season January first. There hasn't been that much talk about it. Um, oh, I did have one note, and he he was going to be my coach of the week for a second, but oh. then I found a better one, I think. Um. But so the Maple Leafs coach, Sheldon Keefe, was talking to Jack Hahn, um, who worked with the Marlies, their minor league team. And apparently Sheldon Keefe might be trying a new thing this season where he plays two forwards and three defensemen on the ice. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> so that seems <laughs> we'll like a really bad idea. Toronto because Do they not need a center. I, Toronto doesn't win anything ever. So what's but the they list? have like really good centers, don't they? What's they do, but I mean maybe like, they're like gonna jo- throw like, maybe they're gonna throw like a left wing or something is gonna be a third defenseman just because I don't know why. I don't know what the rationale is. I don't know if they're gonna do it all the time or if they're gonna be like on our third and fourth lines, our offensive defenseman like Tyson Berry would be better than our forwards. I'm really confused as to what that's supposed to mean, and I really, really hope he tries it at some point. It's probably just going to be a worse player playing the center position. That's all. Like, I'm just, I'm confused. I don't really understand it. I mean, you might as well. What if you just play without a goalie the whole time? Is that the next step? I I don't know. (laughs) No, it's not the next step. No. (laughs) Yeah, Sheldon keeps trying to fix the, uh, he's trying to, he's trying to fix the Maple Leafs. And I don't think that's going to happen. So now let's head over to the MLB. Do you have any notes on the MLB at all, Kellen? Yeah, I do. Um, because this oh, wait, is a- wait, actually, sorry. Um, I just got a Twitter notification. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are nearing a completion of a deal to send Drew Holiday to Milwaukee for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three future first-round picks. So my ESPN telling me that we're not done talking about the NBA. What do you think about this trade if it all goes through? I mean, that's it's a huge trade. Drew Holiday is a very good basketball player. I don't know if he's worth all that. I mean, Eric Bledsoe, also a good basketball player. George Hill, good. 
But three first-round picks on top of that is huge. So this is clearly, I mean, this is so much the Pelicans or the Bucks move to keep Giannis in Milwaukee for as long as possible because they're surrounding him with another very good player. Uh, so now you, now you have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Giannis instead of George Hill and Eric Bledsoe. So it's 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 a different take on what they've had before. Those three first-round picks are going to be huge for what they're going to build their team into. Uh, it's going to be great for New Orleans because they're kind of a rebuilding team. So I don't know how to feel about that yet just because it's breaking news and I haven't really had time to process it. I think it's a good trade for both teams, kind of, but definitely very good for New Orleans. Definitely very good for them. That's a lot to give up for Drew Holiday. Yeah, I, I, think, I mean, I don't I just, think he's ever made an all-star team even. I don't know so. a lot about all these, but three first-round picks just seems kind of like a lot. Um, and, and George Hill and Eric Bledsoe have been very big contributors to the Bucks the last two seasons, so it's not it, it's not like those guys are slouches either. And another one just came through. The Rockets are going to trade Robert Covington to the Blazers for Trevor Ariza and draft picks. Um, so the Rockets are getting Trevor Ariza back again. So Woj Tre- is Trevor just, Ariza's been there before that. I guess they just love Trevor Ariza. The, Trevor Ariza and Robert Covington are pretty much the same player to me, except Robert Covington's slightly better. So that's not really a huge trade. Yeah, I mean, Woj is just dropping trades like crazy yeah. tonight. So Woj bombs. Hopefully, hopefully there's not any other huge ones tonight that we'll have to interrupt it with. But let's head back over to the MLB and... Why did, what's going on in the MLB this week? Yeah, I mean, so uh, because we are an unbiased podcast, uh, we will announce the MVP winners for the MLB. Freddie Freeman, congrats, you won the NL MVP. And Jose Abreu, he won the AL MVP, the best player in baseball this year. Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox, first baseman, Congratulations. First MVP award. You are the best player in probably all of baseball. I love you so much, Jose Abreu. Congratulations, MVP. Good That's, job. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say because I don't watch him play. Um, he's, the, he's, he's the best. I believe that he's the best. I, I don't think that they would give somebody the MVP that's not the best. And yeah. I don't think that and you would claim... Was. Because this is an unbiased podcast, you would not claim somebody on the White Sox is the best if they were not actually the best. No, Jose Brew, 1,000% the best player in baseball this year. Um, another big another big story that happened is uh, the Miami Marlins. Are they the Florida Marlins? I, no, they're Miami. the Miami It's still Marlins. Miami. Yeah. Miami Marlins, they hired the first female GM in American sports history. That's huge. That's a... That is, is a huge, absolutely huge story. I do have a problem with the hire, not because of her credentials or anything. I have no idea how to say her last name. I how do you? Yeah, that's N G. I think I it's Ng, but there's no vowel there. I don't know. I have a professor whose last name is X U, and I don't really know how to say that either. Yeah. So I mean, I just at don't. Least, at least your professor has a vowel in they, I their just, last name. Yeah, that's the only issue. I mean, she is qualified. I mean, you can't say that she's not qualified for the job. Probably wouldn't have gotten a job if she wasn't qualified for yeah, it. Definitely not. But 
It's, but I, it, I, I, I want to know how to say her last name before I can make any decisions on this hire. I don't know. I mean, I think it's funny that that has two letters and it's harder to say than DJ Uyunglele. Well, I don't know about that. I still can't say that. So. <laughs> Agumawale. Yes, Agumawale. You oh, are. Nice. You are Ooh. correct on that. Wait, one. Let, me, let me try. Let me try. Uyunglele. Yes, that's All it. Right. Uyunglele. You got it. All right. Well, you know, since we gathered it down, do you want to move on to college football then? Or do you want to do Masters first? I'm Masters. It was Masters week. Like I talked. Okay, so I talked about last week how excited I was for all of the videos of the Tiger Roars to come out. So, like, my Twitter feed was just filled with Tiger Roar videos. It was really great. Um, We got to see John Rahm, the tradition of skipping the ball over um, the par three. Did you see that video where he just skipped Wait, is it? Wait, like, is that a tradition? Yeah, it is. In I the practice rounds. In the practice rounds, they skip it over, I believe it's the 16th. Um, They skip it over the water. And John Rahm got a hole-in-one. Skipping yeah, the ball. Aced it. Across the water. Like, it was just, he got two hole-in-ones in the practice rounds this week. Which was wow. insane. So it was just electric leading up to that. It was really cool seeing Augusta in the fall. I never want this again. I like it in the spring. And one big reason is I'm sitting on my couch watching the Masters, and I'm like, I want to go golf, and I look outside, and it's 30 degrees, raining, and overcast in Michigan. You know, there's just not as much hope, because the Masters kicks off golf season. It is a tradition like no other. ESPN. I thought it was unlike any other. um, Yeah, it's the same. They say it different ways, different times. Jim Nance says a tradition unlike any other. Yeah, I get it from Jim Nance. like, I feel like ESPN's not allowed to say that, but ESPN, like, tried to, like, rip you off and make you pay for ESPN Plus to watch these golfers and stuff. Uh, they had a del- – it was really It was weird. on regular ESPN, though. It, But it wasn't, like, the featured golfers, though, because every morning they had to start so early that you wouldn't get to see, like, Tiger and all of them. Well, Tiger was taking off at, like, 2 Thursday and Friday – like, but they, they got it. I, I didn't really like the way the timing all worked out. That's another reason I wanted to be in the spring is because they ran out of daylight. So it, yeah. on, on Friday, Tiger had to play Tiger. Didn't Tiger did tee off later. He teed off at like one on Friday, which then made him go in and finish his second round on Saturday. And Tiger's older. I think he could have won this if he actually got to play one round every day, but he had to play like nine holes Saturday morning to finish his second round before going and playing the third round. Um, so it was just weird, like the timing and everything. Dustin Johnson won. He finally won. This is probably one of the bigger, like, yeah, not many people watch golf, but like Dustin Johnson is the equivalent of your chargers or your Falcons when it comes to like football, he finds a way to lose. Yeah. This guy is the world number one, like every single year. And he's now only, he's won two majors. Now he won a second major this week. It was really great. Uh, got emotional watching him walk up 18. It was weird with no fans, but like, I always get emotional watching the green jacket presented the masters. I mean, they kept showing the highlights of tiger last year and just, yeah. I got bumps. I got chills. It was so cool. 
I love it's such a great tournament. It's such a great tournament. Do you have do you have any notes? Because I have one final like little semi rant that I need to go on about the Masters. And yeah, I mean, I just I just thought it was cool to see. You know, I mean, because to me, Dustin Johnson has been the best overall golfer since Tiger, but he just he just hasn't won the big tournaments. So it was really cool for me to see Tiger giving him the green jacket yeah. instead. I mean, yeah. Jordan Spieth, he stinks now. That guy sucks. So he he had yeah, that really, one little run, but that's it. This was like a weird turn. A lot of the top golfer. I mean, I think we did have the top three in the world were one, two, and three at one point. But like a lot of those big name golfers that we've had over the last five, ten years, they just weren't in it. Like it wasn't it wasn't the same field. We had some new yeah. golfers in there. Uh, like Sung J.M. and Abraham Answer, like they were in there. They were in the mix. It was kind of cool to see that. But before we move on, my final note is. I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, so for those of you who might not be avid golf lovers, might not follow the Masters, might not be addicted to the Masters like I am. Well, Bryson DeChambeau. The talk leading up was how, oh, he's going to break the course. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Bryson DeChambeau on like Wednesday comes out and says, my score that I'm going to set my par for Augusta is 67. Augusta's par is 72. Okay. Bryson DeChambeau said the par for himself was 67. On Saturday when they cut, Bryson DeChambeau was at even par. I don't think he even should have made the cut because of the fact that he said his par was 67. So if he was actually like, honesty is one of the biggest things in golf. And, you know, if he was a real golfer, he would have been like, yeah, I said it was 67. I'm not take, I'm not going to keep playing. But anyway, so he decides it's 67. He plays terrible. He loses his golf ball and then asks the rules official, wait, so if I can't find it, I have to take a drop. Well, yeah, that's how it works. That's how golf has always worked since ever. I mean, that's that. Welcome to every single round of golf I've ever played. And then not only that, Sunday, he starts falling apart. He starts blading golf balls. He starts hitting terrible shots. And so in his post-game press conference, what does he do? Yeah, I just didn't feel good today. I was all mentally shaky. I had headaches. I was dizzy. I don't blade shots like that. I never do that. Bryson DeChambeau was like 30-some shots back of um, Dustin Johnson, if you take into account account Bryson's par that he set for himself, which then he just completely ignored for the rest of the year or the rest of the weekend. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I had a headache. I was dizzy. No, no, you're a fraud. You're a fraud. You're bad for golf. Cool. You hit the ball 300 yards, but you know what they say? You drive for dough and you putt for show. Bryson DeChambles can't do anything. He was looking for his ball in the woods all weekend. He got his uh, he got his like wilderness explorer patch for Boy Scouts um, this this weekend because he was looking for his ball so much in the woods. Anyway, congrats to Dustin Johnson. That's the last Masters note I have. Um, we can head over to college football. And yeah. this is kind of a weird weekend because like we only had one of the top five teams play, and that was Notre Dame at number two now playing Boston College. And I'll start there because it wasn't a trap game. Notre Dame came out. They took care of business. Uh, 
Yeah, I was going to say Notre Dame avoided their trap game, so that was good. Nope. It, it kind of felt like it the whole week leading up because Boston College isn't bad. They're not that good, but they could put up points. They put up points on Clemson, so yeah. Notre Dame was coming off of a big back. win, so it kind of felt like it was a trap game, but they, yeah. they avoided it. Boston College's quarterback is Phil Dracovic. He was Notre Dame's backup in Book's backup. He transferred because he wasn't getting to play. So the backup quarterback went to the backup college, and well, the holy it was the holy war, and Notre Dame won again. Notre Dame's a loser college too. So let's not let's not get things mixed up. uh, We're not a back we're not a backup college. Not a backup college. It is a loser college. We're 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 number two, and (laughs) we actually played this week, so that by default should bump us to number one. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that was that was the game. Phil Dracovic could actually, I mean, he's he could be a steal late round. Like if he develops, I think he could be an NFL quarterback. But yeah. he's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be more of a situation of like a late round guy that sits on the bench and develops. He's not an absolute starter right away. But you know what? It could happen. We'll see. He's from I Pittsburgh. I, I don't. I don't really he's, care about that. Like, I don't think anybody is really thinking about that. The only reason like, I'm saying that is because he's from Pittsburgh, and okay. like, there's a certain football team that in like three or four years might need a quarterback, and yeah. so maybe if you learn behind a great quarterback, um, you know, yeah, it could I, I, just, I just don't think anybody's really thinking about that with him right now, especially after this game. It was just like, right. it was kind of a, a game you expected to go the way it went so it did Dame another game we could touch game. on is wisconsin and michigan uh yeah wow Harbaugh's is gonna get fired for he sure he shouldn't i last week i talked about how like it's not a good look for the athletic department to let someone go or fire someone in the middle of the season i'm taking that back fire him right now he shouldn't even he should not have even left the stadium on saturday this is the biggest loss since like 1930 that Michigan's had at home. They Wisconsin, I don't think Wisconsin's a good football team. They've only played two games. Wisconsin's not going to be able to eligible for anything because it's all going to get canceled because the Big Ten's canceling everything. I did, Michigan's just so bad. Like, normally Michigan, yeah. like, Michigan's bad is maybe losing one more game than they win. Like, maybe being one game off of 500. But... They're just bad this year. They're bad. They're terrible. They lost to Michigan State, who now lost to Indiana 24 to nothing. And Indiana got a shutout this week. Uh, the Big Ten's just bizarre. Yeah, got- I, can't, I really can't put my finger on the Big Ten this year. All I know is that uh, Illinois, they got their first win. They beat Rutgers. So we're not worse, we're not the worst team in the Big Ten. So that's good news. Yeah, so Illinois is better than Michigan because uh, yep. they beat Rutgers who beat Michigan State who beat Michigan. So Yep, yep. Illinois is better than Michigan. B B is greater than C. So it's simple math yes. right there. Um yeah, we get a big big time like we're gonna find out if Indiana's actually a good football team this weekend if they if the game with Ohio State does happen. Indiana's gonna lose this football game, but we're gonna yeah. find out if Indiana actually deserves to be in the top ten and if they can keep it close against Ohio State. Because look, no one in the Big Ten is going to beat Ohio State. That's just not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Is Wisconsin on their schedule? Because Wisconsin, I don't think is that bad. I think they're pretty good. 
Um, and they actually have a decent quarterback when he doesn't have COVID. So they might give Ohio State a run. They could. I mean, they would probably give Ohio State a run, but I just don't think anyone in the Big Ten is good enough to beat Ohio State. Yeah. I don't honestly know if the Big Ten is going to – like the playoff picture can get all screwed up because I don't know if the Big Ten is going to complete this season. Yeah, it's like, – such. I mean, there's so much weird stuff happening with the college football playoff because and, the Big Ten st- season's in doubt – and you like you just don't you don't know how good teams are because they're only playing a conference schedule this year, so it's so odd this year. I mean, unless you're in like, unless you're in the SEC, or you could maybe make the argument for the ACC this year, just because Notre Dame and Clemson are both top teams, they're gonna have to play each other multiple times. But like, how good is Ohio? I mean, Ohio State's probably pretty good, but yeah, the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan. Michigan's shutting down right now. The state of Michigan, they're going into another lockdown. So whether or not they're even going to end up playing against Michigan and Michigan State this year is just, we don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, yeah, Alabama, LSU, they didn't play. Texas A&M, Tennessee didn't play. Ohio State didn't play Maryland. Auburn didn't play Mississippi State. I don't think Georgia played either. Like, none of the big-name schools played this week. Miami-Virginia Tech was a pretty good game. Miami edged them out 25-24. Uh, Liberty stayed unbeaten. And Cincinnati also stayed unbeaten against East Carolina. They won 55-17, and they were they – were, they fake-ponted up 32, which I yeah. think is awesome. I, I think it's awesome. Because they lost to them last year, so they just kind of wanted to show them up this year. So. I mean, that's that's Luke Fickle for you. He's the Cincinnati's head coach, and he was an Ohio State guy. So that's what Ohio State guys do. Like, I I mean, I just think that's pretty cool. But, like, why not? Why not? If you can, you can do it. Yeah. Um, My last note is Marshall football. They won. They beat Middle Tennessee 42-14. to 14. I think they're undefeated, actually, this year. They are. But it was on the 50th. It was the 50th anniversary of the plane crash. That killed 75 people. So that's, that's why I mentioned the, that game. They won. We are we, Marshall. We are Marshall is the first movie I cried over. So that's a big win for them. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, you live under a rock and yeah, go watch it. That's all I got to say. Maybe Lilo and Stitch was. I don't remember. <laughs> but one of those two movies is the first movie I cried over. Last game I want to touch on in this is... Florida blowing out Arkansas. Kyle Trask, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's he's good, he's good but he's probably going to be a bust in the NFL. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but I and Felipe Frank got killed by his former team. Yeah, he I he should win the Heisman. I thought it was pretty funny because whoa, uh, whoa, his whoa. backup. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. You think Kyle Trask is going to win the Heisman? He should. He should. Yeah. If you're you're going with the precedent of Joe Burrow last year, Kyle Trask should win the Heisman. That's all I'm saying. I think it's the um whoever BYU's quarterback is that guy. Maybe. Yeah. I think I think it. They just want. They're gonna want a Florida Heisman so yeah. bad. It's gonna be done virtually. They announced that. But Anthony Richardson, Florida's backup quarterback, goes tweets out at halftime. He's like, I'm not supposed to be on my phone, but somebody tell them to give. Kyle the Heisman Trophy already, uh, so that was pretty funny. Great. That's <laughs> he great. tweeted that out in the middle of the game. He's like, I'm not supposed to be on my phone, but hey, give him it. So Kyle Trask Heisman, I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon. I'm gonna do it right now. Also today, 
Kellen, is an anniversary. It's November 17th. Do you know what this is the anniversary of? Uh, no, I do not. Wait. Just think about it. It's not a good memory. It's not a good anniversary. Okay, wait. College football anniversary that... What is it? Might have happened. Baylor football got 28 to 3. Ah. That was... Okay, that was the... First off, like that, that sucks. Getting twenty to three, worst feeling in the world. I, I promise you, you won't feel anything worse in your entire life. It was, it, it sucked for multiple reasons because I worked for Baylor football last year, so I went to college game day, and they make you stay up all night to camp out. Well, they don't make you stay up all night, but you can't sleep outside in like thirty degree weather, <laughs> so. Like, you stay up all night, and then you stand for probably nine hours straight just to get in the background to not be seen on college game day. And you can't see a thing because there's a million signs in front of you. And then they give out, like, two things to fans that only two fans get. And then I had to work, like, a 10-hour day on top of that. So that was that was terrible that experience if Baylor won it would have been like the best experience of my life but it was the worst experience because of what happened so just just a little insight on how college game day works for you guys it's tough yeah so I I don't know I just I didn't know if you remember that anniversary I thought I'd let you know yeah Um, thanks for that I appreciate it so now let's head over to the NFL slate and I mean, we did have a pretty good game on Thursday night this week. Indianapolis beat Tennessee. Don't really Tennessee will probably sneak in as like a wild card or something into the playoffs, but I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, it. I I didn't really learn that much about either team. They're both good teams. It was like not watching bad teams play. It was actually nice to watch like playoff team possible playoff teams play on Thursday night, and yeah. we're gonna get that again this week. But yeah, those I are both really have many playoff notes. teams that are extremely flawed in, in some aspect of the game. So they could win a game or two in the playoffs, but they're certainly not making the Super Bowl, and they're definitely not winning the Super Bowl. So not, not a ton to go on on that oh, game. Yeah. No, there really wasn't much, but just thought I'd mention it because it actually was like two playoff teams playing this week, even though now Tennessee is out of the playoffs. But we can head over to Sunday. It was a weird lineup of games because cbs was broadcasting the masters all day are we we skipping monday night then well we'll we'll get there okay okay i mean i'm okay you want to jump into no 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 no, jump into it now i was going to give you a little bit more time and kind of set the stage a little bit because it was a weird schedule okay it was a weird scheduling weekend because we had like CBS was broadcasting the Masters all day, so they didn't have any games till the late game. Thank God Tony Romo wasn't calling a game. Um, you he wasn't were so on game. Tony Romo a couple weeks ago, and now you're off of him just because he called. I like no, I, I, I've had some beef. I actually, I'm just gonna go with it right now, okay? I am sick of the color commentators on all of these stupid broadcasts. <laughs> oh my God. You're done with I'm all sick, color commentators. I'm sick of color commentators, except for Sunday Night Football. We're good there. Um, okay, you need to slow your roll. A color commentator is like an official. If you do your job right, 
you never notice they're there. The color commentators are trying to be so much. The the color commentators are trying to just impact the game. They're trying to be the the thing. And I don't even know where they're even. Commentator, they're supposed to talk. What are you doing with them to talk or something? What they're supposed to do is they are supposed to just have an interesting tidbit. Eddie Olchek, interesting (laughs) tidbit here and there. What they're supposed to do is not say anything bad about the Steelers. No, I'm not even talking about the Steelers. I'm talking league-wide right now. The color commentary has been terrible. Okay, my only beef with Tony Romo against with the Steelers is the fact that Tony Romo literally, like, tries to tell Ben what to do. And Ben's in the league. Tony's not. That's that's my That's my issue with that. I'm not talking about the Steelers right now. I'm talking about color commentators. It's just not good, okay? I'm watching the Lions game, and I'm watching the Lions game. to leave. He says the Lions are in man coverage a thousand times in the last two minutes of the game. I I, I was going to ask you what what your thought was on Akiva Tlaib calling the game. It was terrible. He was the one color commentator that you could, like, hear. And he was just like, you know what? I don't think this guy's ever done this before, but he's just he's just doing his own thing, and I kind of appreciate it. So I, I I didn't mind to keep to leave. I thought it was he has personal vendettas against these guys. He's just played against them. The against my biggest, Washington and Detroit. Okay, my big but okay. My biggest like issue with the color commentators is they're too emotionally invested. Like they're having these players that have played recently do the games. And they're emotionally invested. I have another beef. I'm going to talk about it later. Another Colin commentator. Yes, I'll talk about it later. We'll get there. But anyway. Is in the Steelers game? Tony Romo. Yes. No, Jim. Oh, Jim wow. Nance. That's, that's shocking. Shocking. Jim, Jim Nance was doing the Masters. So we had all the games early on Fox. Uh, it was really, really weird how they broke it all up. Um, do you do you want to? We normally start with Monday night. We normally break that down first. Do you want? Want to break down Monday night, or do you want to go through all the Sunday games and then go to Monday night? I know uh, we just watched Monday night football. I'll, it was we'll the, just do Monday night. Let's not break what we've okay. been doing, uh, and I, I'll just it's get fair. it over with. Bears Vikings. Um, Vikings won nineteen to three. Kevin, just you, you, you take it away. This is this is your show. You take it. Um, away. yeah, the Vi- the Vikings won. Um, Kirk Cousins got his first win ever on Monday night football. Which is not a comforting thought for me. That it sucks because the Bears scored six offensive points and one they were already put in field in field goal position. So they really only scored three offensive points this entire game. Minnesota has one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, the last week they played Tennessee, they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So it's not it's not good. Things are not going well for the Chicago Bears. At this point, I don't even I don't even think they're a playoff team at this point. They started off like six and two or something, or no, they only have five wins. So they started off like five and two. Um, they're not gonna make the playoffs. They're five and five now. It's tough. I don't know what to say because the defense is literally a Super Bowl caliber defense. It's it's one of the best in the NFL. It, it it's holding it, it held the Vikings to 19 points and 10 of those points they were they were already in field field goal position so it's tough the the offense stinks and I'm like I was watching the game and R.I.P. Nick Foles I hope you're okay 
you get you gave us the Tony Romo pose on the field in the last minute of the game. But I'm backing on Mitch. Not not necessarily backing on Mitch, but I'm team Mitch. I think he's better than Nick Foles, and that's saying a lot because Mitch Trubisky stunk it up the first couple weeks. That's how bad Nick Foles has been lately. So it's tough. It's I've seen a lot of bad Bears offenses in my life, and this might be the worst I've ever seen. That's how bad it is. Yeah, it's it's really not good. Um, I only had a couple notes on this game, like other than what you touched on. Nick Foles does not get the same calls other quarterbacks get because he actually got like clubbed over the head. Yeah, which should have been roughing the passer call. Didn't get it. And I mean, my other note is that when Mitch is healthy, bring Mitch back. That's that's really all I got on this game. It was a it was a sloppy game. All right, are you good? Any other notes? Any things you want to? No, I don't. I don't even want to think about the Bears anymore. They've disappointed me so much this year. The defense is so good. The offense is so bad. It's just such a bad team to watch football. So I mean, let's head over then to Sunday night where <laughs> the New England Patriots beat the Baltimore Ravens. This is now, a win-lose game for you right there. Yeah, but please stop me if you've heard this before. The Ravens need to go down the field in the final minutes of the game to win the game, and they can't do it because they have a running back <laughs> playing quarterback. He they do. can't throw. I'll s- okay, the wind, the rain, the elements, everything was horrible. It was like a, it was a monsoon yeah, in the last was, 50 seconds of the game. It was a game that should have favored the Ravens, really, because they're the team that you think they of as running, running the football. Max. Yeah. Like, the Patriots Raven, out-Raven the Ravens in this game, and it was just like both quarterbacks were just like, okay, we're going to run. We're running backs, actually. And it was a terrible game. Bill Belichick was like looking all grumpy and stuff on the sidelines. He's made excuses all week. Like, he is so butthurt that he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, and I think – I think both sides of this are slowly starting to realize that like maybe we have to be together to be able to cheat and be really good. Um, <laughs> cheat. So <laughs> unbiased. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, the Ravens lost again. That basically I think locks up the division for the Steelers because I don't envision the way the Steelers schedule is losing three games. It could happen. You never know. It is the NFL. Anyone can win any given week but yeah patriots beat the baltimore ravens lamar jackson still can't throw a football he yeah this was a game where i think fans watching the game did a complete flip-flop on how good they thought the teams were because the patriots last couple weeks especially last week against the jets barely beating them you were thinking man this team's just really not that good and the ravens you know you've always thought of them as at least afc contenders and now it's sort of uh, flip-flop where the Ravens, nobody really thinks they're that good. Um, they're they're decent. They're going to make the playoffs still, but they're not that good. And the Patriots, they're they're not as bad as we thought they were after that Jets game, I don't think. So, no, I, but, I, I mean, it, it, it definitely raises a lot more questions than it answers this game because we don't, we still don't really know how good the Patriots are. Yeah, I don't, I think it really was just like, I think this was just a Belichick game because he wasn't going to lose 
to the Ravens. And, okay, Lamar Jackson in the middle of the week had his an interview with somebody. Was it Rich Eisen? I can't remember. I think it might have been Rich Eisen. I have no idea. But he goes, he's like, yeah, it's like defenses know they're calling the plays for us. Like, they know what we're going to do. And I'm like, no kidding, yeah, because no, you're no. going to run the ball every time. It, yeah, you're running the football every time, Lamar. Okay, I mean, you're, you're sort of starting to see why Lamar – like, I mean – don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson is still probably the best quarterback that was drafted this year. And he, there were like four guys ahead of him drafted. But you're starting to see a little bit why he was drafted so low. Because while he's an elite runner, when he has to throw the ball, he's not that good. He And you have to be able to throw the ball in the NFL. Like, he is – last year everyone's telling – everyone's like, oh, he's by far the best quarterback in his division. He's tied for third. Best quarterback in the division. Him and Baker guess, are gonna. I guess with Baker was always, he's he's ahead of Baker. I would say Baker's fourth. It it just depends. I mean, at least Baker throws the football. Like Baker does well, kind of. <laughs> he doesn't do it that well either. But he does it a lot more. Yeah. So uh, that's all I really have on that game. Let's now head over to the one o'clock slates. And I mean, do you want to just start with Baker because we we're just yeah, talking I just about it. I mean, the Browns won 10 to 7 against the Texans. This was a terrible game. It was delayed because of weather. Probably the least interesting game of the day, I would say, because, you know, nobody really knew what was happening because it came on the red zone a little later. Um, The Texans are probably in the worst position of any team in the NFL because they're not good and they're good enough to win a few games. So they're not going to get that good of draft position. But the draft position that they do get doesn't really matter. Because they don't even have a first-round pick this year. It's it's the Dolphins' first-round pick. It must suck to be a Texans fan right now because they're in an awful position. And that's all thanks to Bill O'Brien, who is gone now. Yeah, I don't I don't really have any other notes on this other than the fact that... Oh, perhaps, one other note. Uh, Nick Gubb, he ran out of bounds. Did you see that on the... I... <laughs> yeah. And you know, I did want to hear something that. awesome? In fantasy this week, I was playing Nick Chubb, and I won by four points. And if he ran that in for a touchdown, I lose. So I feel amazing. That Thank is you, amazing. Graham, for scoring no points for the Bears today, but it didn't matter for me. Hey, that, that that's amazing. Uh, Nick Chubb, yeah, Nick Chubb was back today, and he decided yeah. to run out of bounds. Thank you. God, God so, bless you, Nick Chubb. I mean, we did have some other, like, better game. I think that was the only AFC early game, wasn't it? Um, but anyway, let's, do you want to go like Tampa Bay and Carolina? I mean, that sure. was, that was another, there really weren't like any super great, like surprising matchups in the first round. Um, I will like, I would like to say that it was very nice. Did you see what happened with Tampa Bay's flight? No. Um, it was delayed like six hours cause the plane had issues. So like on Saturday, so they didn't get into like. 11 o'clock at night those poor little babies i don't know how tom brady got enough sleep um but it's really fun to watch this happen to tom brady because that's stuff that when you were playing the patriots this stuff happened to you it's really fun to watch this happen to like tom brady and stuff like that. i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say that uh carolina i thought it was gonna be closer than it was they lost 46 23 i don't think tampa bay really proved anything teddy bridgewater thoughts and prayers to him it was his yeah. other knee this time. It's just supposed to be a sprain. Out for a little bit. He blew out his knee. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, this I, game I pretty really much know, like, went 
It went pretty much exactly as we kind of expected. It's a good bounce back game for the Buccaneers, certainly, because they got blown out by the Saints last week. Um, I think the big news sort of came after the game. Antonio Brown is in the news again. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly. I, I did not expect Brown. that. I did not see that coming. Wow. Didn't see it. Who would have thought? Crazy. Not me. Antonio Brown did something stupid. Actually, what? before he even signed with the team. So his anger management classes that he went through where he became a new person, they went really well because <laughs> he ended up, I don't know why, but he ended up throwing, he like smashed security cameras outside a gated resident residential area in South Florida. And then he threw his bike at the security guards, like little cabin thing that they have there. The homeowners association didn't press charges for whatever reason, I think it was because they were, like, too afraid to do something. But, like, so the report comes out, and then they're like, both the NFL and the Bucks know about this. And the Bucks are very happy with how Antonio's handled himself. I thought I, I think it was you that this. tweeted this out. It was you, you tweeted out, like, a Google th- search on how to act surprised. Like, oh, this is the this is breaking news, but is, it is the least surprising breaking news of all time. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. And then right before we started recording, it came through that, yes, it, the the earlier report that the NFL and the Bucks are aware, it is now they are aware. The NFL and the Bucks had no clue that this happened before the Bucks signed him and the NFL decided to reinstate him. I don't so, believe that. I, th- I think I think it's it's so similar to the Tony Larusa hire for the White Sox. Like, sorry to bring the White Sox into this like, real quick, but like the White Sox knew about this, uh, about Tony Lewis's DUI right before they hired him. The Bucks knew about this incident right before they signed Antonio Brown. So nothing's going to happen because the only thing that's changed since either of those things have happened is, oh, now fans know about it. So it's See, just, it would be such a bad move to cut the guy because of fans being disappointed because you already knew about it before they found out. Yeah, I think... The Bucks probably did, and Tom Brady's a master at covering things up and sketchy activity. Do you think Tom Brady but, something to do with this? I don't. I don't know about that. That's kind of he knows how to cover things up. Okay, have you ever heard of Aaron Hernandez? He covered he up a lot. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. He did not cover up a murder. Played with him. Played he, with him. He I'm played just saying. Him, yeah, he didn't. He didn't cover up a murder. Okay. What are you talking about, dude? I don't. I don't know. It, oh, Tom Brady. I'm, Unbiased. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Wow. I'm not trying to make any assumptions. I'm just saying. It sounds like you are. <laughs> Tom Brady's had a pretty bad track record with like oh, the law yeah. and things. But anyway, when has yes. Tom Brady broken the law? Everything he does, steroids, <laughs> okay. not legal. Steroids, cheating. I mean, he records people. Um, steroids, recording people is not against the law. It's against NFL rules, but, but it's not against the I'm law. I'm just saying. I mean. Do you think maybe Tom Brady wants him cut because he because no. he wrecked? Tom Brady's us? the one that got yeah. him to Tampa. Okay, but Antonio Brown is now a camera destroyer, so maybe Tom Brady will cut him because he <laughs> destroys cameras. This is best cameras. We need, we need. I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, no, I don't think that he get Antonio Brown gets cut, but Roger Goodell doesn't like him, and I do believe that the NFL did not know this happened. Before yeah, he reinstating, might, he might get suspended. So he could get suspended. I believe that the Bucks knew that this happened. 
I don't believe that the NFL knew that it happened before they reinstated Antonio Brown because Roger Goodell does not like Antonio Brown and does not think he's good for the league. So I don't think he would have reinstated him if that was the case. Anyway, yeah, that's really all I got on the box. Um, they're frauds. I don't think I, I the NFC this week, in my opinion, has taken a giant step back from like can the contenders list yeah i think a lot of it has to do with what happened in the saints game and we'll get into that later um but yeah it's it's really tough to tell who the top team in the nfc is right now so you want to jump into the next thing we can we talk about washington and uh detroit we kind of talked about that a little bit uh with a keep to leave calling the game uh but alex smith he had a he had a great man coverage they're in man yeah. coverage. Okay, it's man thank cover. you. Thank you for that. Man coverage. It's man coverage. Alex Smith, he's it's back. He's, he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year 100% guaranteed Actually, now. Actually, I, okay, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. While we're on that topic, I'm going to give you stat lines for two players. And no, I want you we're to tell not me, doing this. We're no, not doing I this. I want you to tell me which player you would rather. I'm, I just want – I'm going to give you the stat lines. I'm going to tell you which player do you think – de- I'm, 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 already gonna, I'm already going to shut this down because I know the other players. I'm ben. not giving you a name. Okay. I know it's One ben. player has and 2,267 yards. The other player is 752. The player with 2,267 yards has 22 touchdowns and four interceptions. The other player who's nameless has one touchdown and three interceptions. Okay, wait. Can I cut you off? Can I cut you off, though, real and quick? the other quarterback okay, has three game-winning drives <laughs> as well. Who would you rather have on your team, Kellen? I didn't even listen to the stats because I know Tell the me other which players. Player stats is better. I don't. <laughs> I didn't even listen better. to the stats because I know the other players. Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't matter because Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. First off, he has played more games because he's a better player. Don't get because me wrong. Because he actually can play. Just, to be just, just, just for a second. Player. We're talking player. about an elbow injury compared to someone's leg falling off. Okay. We're talking he about came someone back who from his leg played. falling off. We're talking about someone who's actually playing. So both of them are actually playing. Come what back, are you talking about? Alex Smith came here. back from a greater injury. That's what the comeback is about. That's why it's called Comeback Player but of the he Year. You have to play. He's, He's playing. playing. He's playing. He's played in nine games. What are you talking about? He's playing. Oh my gosh. Ben should be me wrong. comeback player of the year and MVP, and you will not change my mind. Okay. No, well, I should be able to change your mind on MVP because nope. I don't know oh, how you get come it. to that conclusion. Oh, yeah, we're getting to that but one later. Comeback player of the year, it, it's it's about what you came back from. That's why it's called comeback player of the year. Don't get me wrong. Any other year, Ben wins comeback player of the year if someone's leg didn't fall off his body. But that's what happened to Alex Smith, and now he's playing football. I just so, have a question for you. Do you throw with your leg, or do you throw with your right arm? <laughs> you throw with both. You need to throw off your legs. You need to be able to stand and push off. That's Here, what Alex Smith is doing. Look, watch this. I'm going to throw something sitting down right now. Oh, I threw it, and I didn't use my legs. Well, congratulations. I my right arm. For a two-inch ball, and it went five feet. You, it's a, it's an NFL football going to receivers, going up against people that are trying to kill you every single snap. It's yeah. a little different. And Ben should be comeback player of the year, and it's not I, even close. It's not it, even close. It is very close it's because not he's a, not going to win. No, you have to. 
No, because you have to actually play football. And Alex Smith is not Alex good Smith's at football. Play football. He had a he, career high. He's played one game. You come back to me when he's played. Tenth. You when he's played nine games and won all nine of them. Come back and talk to me. He lost today. He's you, he's zero hey, one in starts. Zero two in games he's hey, played in. If Jason Rudolph was starting for the Steelers, the Steelers would probably be eight and one right now. They okay. would not. No, they yeah. would be zero and eight. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Well, don't okay. put that. In. No, okay. don't you put they that. Played, in they played nine games first off, so you, I don't know how they would be zero and eight. Because Mason Rudolph would have figured out some way to ruin it. He would have caused the COVID outbreak he, as he the literally would. Other games would have gotten canceled. He literally would have. And now <laughs> oh, let's get back was. to the Washington football team playing the. Do Detroit. we even need to talk about this game anymore? We've just um, argued about it so much. Matt Prater, yeah, he's cold to win. 30-27, um, the Lions, like, should have lost this game. But then, yeah, I don't even know how they won in regulation. They should have lost, but it's whatever. Yeah, so uh, we can – now let's 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 head over to Jacksonville and Green Bay, why don't we? Uh, it was a yeah. weird, weird game here. Green Bay won against Jacksonville, and congrats, huge win against the Jaguars. Screw you guys. Barely beat them by four points. So yeah. actually, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm I'm not gonna say a single word about the margin of victory here, I... and, and how embarrassing it could have been that you only won by four. I'm not I'm not saying anything. Next can I week. Say that? Next week, yes, you can. But next week, I will. Next week, I'll make my comments about the margin of victory. Um. I'm not going to make fun of the the Packers for how little they beat them by. Okay, I'm going to make fun of the Packers. Um, you barely beat the Jaguars. Like, I guess wins are tough to come by in the NFL. Not against Jacksonville. Jacksonville stinks. They suck. I'm. This is this is like the first time in a long time. I'm sin- I'm sincerely not scared of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers whatsoever. Like, they're still probably going to beat the Bears, but they're they're really not that good of a football team. So I can at least take solace in the fact that they're not going to do anything special this year. So congrats. You beat the Jaguars. You barely beat them, and you probably shouldn't have won in the first place. So way to go, Green Bay Packers. I do agree that you should take solace in that. You should also take solace in the fact that not only are the Packers not going to go anywhere, but none of their fans know that they're not good enough to go anywhere yet. Yeah, they still they're like, oh, we won, let's go. <laughs> so they're not even gonna they're they're not even gonna figure it out. They're like, oh, I'm gonna go graze some more. Graze, uh, <laughs> graze, yes. Yes. Um, go eat some grass real quick. So we let, let's head over last. I think this is the last one o'clock game. The yep, Eagles. I think so too. Eagles Giants. Um. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was weird scheduling. So Eagles Giants last one. The NFC East is just what the heck is? Yeah, who do you, who do you think wins the NFC East this year? Who I don't know. I like, don't know either. I feel like it could be like you know, there's like the games where it's like whoever scores last is gonna win. I think it's just whoever plays last is who whoever wins the last game. Yeah, of whoever the wins season last. For the NFC East. And yeah. it's going to be so ugly watching an NFC East team have to go and play. Oh, the they're going to get blown out in the <laughs> playoffs. 
it's going to be so ugly watching them host the playoff game and just get destroyed. The Giants, I don't think, are as bad as people thought they were. Daniel Jones, like, figured out how to run without tripping, which is pretty cool. I Um, I think it's interesting because, yeah, while the Giants aren't as bad as people thought they were going to be this year, I don't think people thought they were going to be any good. They're not a good football team still. People are starting to think the Giants are okay. And they're really not. They're really not that good at all. They had Daniel Jones is still not that good of a quarterback to me. Um, their offensive weapons are really inconsistent, and their defense is okay. And I don't know how good their coach is. They're, they have just so many question marks. And we still don't know if they're going to win the NFC East because the Eagles are still technically ahead of them by a half a game. Yeah, it's, the NFC East is just a bizarre conference, and I don't even – or division. I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's I don't like the bizarro version of the NFC West. Because the NFC West is really good. Yeah, it would just be... I, I don't know how you can even make any predictions about this. Yeah, we're just um, going to have to wait. Well, well wait. Uh, we can go... Let's move on, like, the 4 o'clock games now. More 4 o'clock games than 4 o'clock yeah. games. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I didn't get to watch, like, a ton of all of these... Did watch a little bit Miami Dolphins. I said they were favored last week against the Chargers. They won 29-21. Chargers lose another one-score game, kind of one-score, if you get the two-point conversion. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a one-score game, but it was a two-score game most of the game. It finished as a one-score game. The Dolphins are actually kind of legit. The yeah. Chargers have sort of gone from like being a feisty team to being a rebuilding team that's in a really good position for their rebuild, you know? But they're rebuilding with only young guys on the team, which is kind of... Yeah, it just seems like... (laughs) Do you think Anthony Lynn is their head coach of the future? Because he won coach of the year two years ago, and he's not that good. He cannot be. And, like, I I don't know how he wins coach of the year, and there another coach doesn't like well it was the I, same year Matt Nagy won coach of the year just so you know <laughs> it's it's just um but I don't even know um I don't think he is I think they're gonna have to get rid of him because like Justin Herbert I do think is a legit quarterback I think yeah, Justin I do, Herbert, I do too yeah he if I'm gonna rank this draft this quarterback class and a lot of people have been doing this I'm going it's Joe Burrow Herbert then Tua I think like, I, I think I think it's still for me. I mean, me personally, I think it's Joe Burrow, Tua, then Herbert. But I think they're all going to be which is the order they got drafted in, which kind of works yeah. out perfectly. But I, I still think they're all going to be very good and have really long and good NFL careers. It just it seems to be one of those drafts that kind of worked out perfectly for every team that drafted a quarterback. No, I, I totally agree. And I, I mean, I think, honestly, if you flip Tua and Herbert switch teams you get the same result with the yeah, team i definitely. it is just a product of where you're playing right now because i don't know what more herbert can do yeah like definitely. maybe okay maybe if herbert's like a 15th year hall of fame quarterback they win these games but like as a He's rookie not, what, not that, what more yeah. what more are you gonna do not much um we can go i'll save that game for last because that was actually the best game of the day um well let's go denver las vegas did you do you have anything for this i mean i do 
Vegas um, won. Drew Locke's a fraud. Yeah, Drew Locke stinks is one of my notes. I mean, he he's just not a good football player at this point. How good do you think the Raiders actually are? I mean, they've beaten good teams. They've be, they've beaten the Chiefs. They uh they beat another good team. I forget who. But they they've won quality games and they're six and three now. So the Raiders might actually be a decent so, football team, which is crazy. Yes, currently the Raiders are the first wild card team in the AFC. If the Raiders stay out of last place in the AFC, I will predict that the Raiders win a playoff game. Wow. If they're if they if they stay out of last place. Is Derek Carr good? I don't think Derek Carr's good. I just think like <laughs> they have the a lot Raiders of good pieces around him. Yeah. I don't think wait, that didn't I mean actually no, never mind. The Raiders I, win at least a playoff game. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? <laughs> Always my iPad. No, Raiders win a playoff game. I'm gonna say it right now. Raiders win a All playoff right. game. Unless they're seventh and the Chiefs are the number one seed, um, then they yeah, don't. Definitely not. What? That's no. That's what I'm gonna say. That's all I really have on that game. Do you have anything else on this game? Because it wasn't. No, pretty much just Drew Locke stinks. I mean, the Broncos are gonna be in demand for another quarterback sooner or later. It just very soon. Whether yeah, whether or not they realize that, that's yeah, that's the question mark. It is do is they realize they're in the Yeah. So I okay. But we'll go here. We'll go there. Steelers played at 425. All right. Two weeks in a row they we'll, we'll made see me wait we talk about this one. I don't have – okay, I really – look. Welcome to the AFC North, Joe Burrow, because this was your first actual taste of AFC North football. And I'm really looking forward. Like, I do like Joe Burrow. I'm still – I'm going to eventually go back on this statement, just like I did the Patrick Mahomes or will the Patrick Mahomes – I like Joe Burrow. I think he's a fun player. I'm looking forward to actually having competitive games, but you've lost like 15 in the last 18 games against us. So it's still not competitive. Yeah. Our defense is too good. It's They're just too good for the division right now. Our offense, I don't know really what to think about them. Ben didn't practice at all this week and then comes out and throws four TDs. Which yeah, is it was a bad ridiculous. weather game, too. It's a bad weather game. He throws four touchdowns. I mean, I'm just saying, Big Ben, what does MVP stand for? Just what does MVP stand for? Most valuable player, I believe. Yes. So why don't we look at what the Steelers did last year without a quarterback? And this maybe, year without maybe adding. Maybe you could say Chase Claypool, most valuable player. I don't mm. know because I don't think it matters. I could catch the balls from Ben. That's how good he's been. I could play I, wide receiver for the I don't, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think you could play wide receiver for the yes. Pittsburgh Steelers. Chase Claypool's very, very good. But uh, I'm just yes, saying, okay, yes. you know what? None of the newer football. I don't think you take Russell away from the Seahawks. Don't really think he's that much worse. I don't think the Seahawks are that much worse. <laughs> I'm don't just know saying. About that. I think they're pretty bad without you him. Take, take Mahomes away from the Chiefs. Don't think the Chiefs are that much worse. I you think they are. You're just no, wrong about no, these things that you're saying. You take bet we've we saw what it looks like taking Ben away from the Steelers. Yeah, and they were a borderline playoff team. That's Congrats. because Coach Tomlin should have won Coach of the Year last year, and he oh. didn't. Okay, okay. So you're just you're moving the goalposts is what you're doing. You're saying you know you're I'm saying 
Ben is MVP because of how bad they were last year, but they weren't that bad last year because Tomlin should have won coach of the year last year. Yes. So the only thing that you can possibly, the only conclusion is Big Ben's the MVP. He's the That's not the, the only year. conclusion. Coach Tomlin is coach of the year. And if he does not win coach of the year, I am going to riot. If coach Tomlin's not coach of the year, the, the whole league is rigged and TJ Watt better be defensive player of the year or I'm going to actually burn things. Maybe it's a candle, but I will burn stuff. Okay. Okay. Big Ben's the MVP of the league. What? Let me wait. Let me pull up what his touchdowns to interception ratio is again. Um, twenty-two to four. Twenty-two to four. And two of those interceptions were in garbage time. He threw for four touchdowns before the. You're you're talking about a close game against the Titans, where one of those interceptions was in garbage. Four. Two of the interceptions in the close game against the Titans were, but in garbage time. No, one of them. One of them was significant because it took a field goal away from them. Threw three picks in that game, and two of them were in garbage time. No, okay, you're just wrong about that. (laughs) He threw four picks all year and 22 touchdowns. His record is 34. If he throws more than 34 touchdowns and does not win MVP of this league. The whole league is rigged. I'm no, sorry. No, it's not because there are there are at least ten players that are playing better than him right now. Are they more valuable to their team? Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Nobody in the NFL that is more valuable to their team than Mahomes, Ben Russell Wilson. They're all more valuable than Ben Roethlisberger is to their team. They're not. They How many are? How many games has Kamara lost? How many games has Mahomes lost? How many games has Ben lost? I'm I literally said this earlier. The Steelers, their record, if they're playing with Mason Rudolph, is not that much worse than what it is right no, now. No, it they are maybe 500 if they. Have okay, Mason this Rudolph. is all subjective. Then this is all subjective. Big Ben, so, MVP of the league. The okay, NFL's picked if he's not MVP of the league. It's not. Let's rigged. now get to it's, the game. Not. So, because we have an MVP quarterback... Wait, we haven't gotten into the Hall game yet? How much are we going to talk about this? It wasn't a good game. Not that much. I don't have that much to say. Okay, okay, okay. It was a we very just, competitive game. The Steelers, for whatever reason, like the first six weeks of the game, or the si- first six weeks of the season, decided that running the ball down the middle was a great idea, and James Conner running downhill would get like five yards a carry at least. And now in the last three weeks, they've decided they're just going to hand it off and go left every single time. So they need to get back there. They need to get their run game back on track um, and start running downhill a little bit more. Kind of diving into the details on this one. The defense, I think, is a little bit too streaky. I'd like to see him be a little more consistent. I'm kind of concerned about the run defense, but like we're not really going to need to stop the run that much with our upcoming schedule anyway. And now... I mean, we still hit Burrow 13 times. Like we. Yeah, the Bengals' offensive line is really gonna have to improve next year if they want to protect their future franchise quarterback. Like we hit Burrow 13 times, and if this game was played five years ago, Burrow would have been hit at least 30 times because we laid off a lot. And like Burrow even said, he's like, someone asked Burrow after the game, they're like, do you think there should have been flags in those? He's like. No, I could tell that they were all letting up every time they hit me and I didn't have the ball. So that was funny. I do like Joe Burrow. Now I'm going to get into the color commentary. Like I color commentary. 
yeah commentation same thing no doesn't matter i've heard it both ways jonathan vilma do you know who jonathan vilma is? oh well okay okay if we're gonna get into bad color commentators he is a bad one i'll give you that you, he's do not you know do, do you know what year jonathan vilma was drafted i don't i know that he played for the saints and he was part a big part of bounty gate do you know who drafted jonathan vilma in the year 2004 the Bengals or the Steelers? No, the Jets. Do oh. you know who Jonathan Vilma lost to in the AFC Championship game? Oh, the Steelers. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Jonathan Vilma was more than happy to compliment the Steelers' defense. He complimented the Steelers' wide receivers, but he did not say a single good thing about Big Ben. Like He doesn't have to. He's no, just an announcer. No, it's not like no. he's MVP. Listen, I'm not done yet. Ben almost threw an interception, and the Bengals – okay, the Bengals dropped an interception, and Jonathan Film was like, no, 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 he dropped it. I can't believe he dropped it. That was a pick. I mean, this guy's actively rooting against Big Ben. Okay. He's like – he's screaming. I thought it was a player. I thought it was a Bengals player's mic going, no, no. No, and it's Jonathan Vilma screaming. I, I oh, know we call ourselves totally it? unbiased how sports, ironically, that? but this is the most uh, this is the most biased segment we have ever had. No, I'm sorry. Jonathan Vilma should not be a color commentator, okay? You can't actively root for one of the teams over the other. Like, you're supposed to point out good things each team does, and he did a very good job of he pointing out. He said he did that. I'm saying he did a very good job pointing out what each team did, but but he has a personal vendetta against Big Ben because right. Ben beat him. All right, unbiased. Here. Unbiased. I'm, go back. You listen to the tapes. I I need to find this tape because I thought it was the Bengals sideline screaming no when they dropped the interception. No, I I, I, don't, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying we're diving way into the details on this Steelers game on a game that really wasn't that competitive to to begin with. You don't – I'm. this is my color commentator thing. You don't actively root for one team. You're supposed to just be there. You're supposed to be there. No one's supposed to notice. You're supposed to be like, oh, the reason this play happened, you're not – Tony Romo, you're not supposed to call the play. You're supposed to say, this is why the play happened. This See, is what I, happened. I still, I still don't understand your vendetta against Tony Romo because you were in love with him a couple weeks ago. I, and he – he called one Steelers game, and now you hate no, him. No, he called two in a row. Okay. Um, oh, so he called two Steelers I games. I love him. Tony Romo. I'm just saying I don't think Tony Romo should be telling quarterbacks that he played against who are still in the NFL. There's a reason Tony Romo's not in the NFL, okay? Yeah, he, he got wasn't. Injured. Okay. You know what? My quarterback came he, back from injuries. You, Come back he, You can't year. argue. Okay, okay, but he also had ben, – Ben had – Mason Rudolph backing him up and not Dak Prescott. So it's kind of a different situation there. I Ben still comes back. That's all I'm saying. You know, um, but Tony, I'm I'm saying Tony could have come back if Dak wasn't didn't. backing him up. Okay, but Tony didn't come back. Tony could have gone and played somewhere else. He could have got offers from other places. I'm just saying this would be like me trying to tell you how to play basketball or you trying to tell me how to play hockey. Okay. You're better at basketball than I am. I'm better at hockey than you. 
Tony Romo shouldn't be telling someone who's better hey, than him hey, hey, how hey, to play hey, the position. I, I played street hockey against you one time when I was like eight years old, and I think I held my own just okay. Let's let's get that in 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 the open, okay? How Come about on. We played on ice, okay? I'm just. <laughs> Okay. That was a little bit different. Last time we played on ice, there were no sides at the ice rink, and you checked me into a snowbank, you jerk. Like, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Do you think Mitchell Trubisky should be telling Tom Brady what plays to run and how he should be looking at the defense? No, okay, he's okay. Running... now you're now you're taking shots at Mitch, and I don't appreciate I'm that. Just, like, it's the it's the same thing. Okay. Not really. It's like. Same. Andy Dalton shouldn't be telling Ben how to play quarterback. That just, it doesn't work. You don't tell someone who's better than you how to do it. And okay, Jonathan Vilma, whatever. I'm fine with him being a color commentator, but you need to take the personal vendetta out of the game. Yeah, yes, I mean, I yeah, color commentators should do that. That's definitely like, true. I had no problem. No, I didn't have a problem with Vilma. And anything he said in this entire game until he like actively was like upset and was cheering right. for the Bengals defense when Ben almost threw a pick. Okay, yeah. that's and because uh Kenny Alberts kept it, it's also Kenny Alberts fault a little bit cuz he just kept bringing up the draft class every single time like Ben had the ball. He's like, "Oh, who else was drafted in that draft class?" And Phil was like, "Don't remind me of that. We lost and the Steelers won the Super Bowl and we never won anything and Rex Ryan likes feet." All right, all right. Let's just let's just move on to the next game. We've talked well, about the Steelers. I enough. didn't even mean no. I didn't even talk. Okay, I'm correcting you. I didn't talk about the Steelers for that long. I talked about Jonathan Vilma. Okay, that's what I was talking about. The Steelers. You forget, were talking about the Steelers when you're talking forget, about him. Forget Vilma. He's he's stupid. Um, Seahawks Rams. Like, well, the Seahawks lost again. So. Yeah, I mean, Russ has struggled a lot the last, one more the last two weeks. Normally, the MVP would heat up in the middle of the season instead of slowing down. But. Yeah, I mean, but Mahomes has been heating up, so he, he, <clears throat> he should win it. So it's Oh, I actually, sorry, I did have, speaking of Mahomes, okay, I'm going to give you three teams with records against playoff teams. Can you tell me which team you'd rather have? Um, A team that is 2-0 against playoff teams, 3-0, against playoff teams before this weekend and the point differential is plus 13 a team that's two and two in the point differentials negative two or a team that's two and one in the point differentials 15 what team would you rather have are we going back to the Steelers again no I this is just an NFL wide thing because like the playoffs are we're looking at playoff but is is the answer going to be the Steelers I'm no, I'm just. These are three random teams that I selected okay. at random. NFL. It's not. It's not so, the random teams. Who Who is the best team from this group? What What What's the unknown team? What would you What would you rather? I didn't even. I didn't even teams? listen to the stats. What's the random team? Okay. Of these three random teams, do you have rather have a two and one team against? No, I'm not. Teams? I'm not. I'm not listening to the stats. What's or What's the team that you would team. pick? What, what's the team that you would pick? Well, I would pick. So they're the two and one team is plus fifteen in point differential. The no, two and zero team is plus thirteen in point differential I, against I playoff teams. I didn't care about the stats, but you um, went through them. So because of those two stats, obviously I'm ruling out the two and two team that's negative two in point differential. I would take the two and zero team because they're they haven't lost to a playoff team 
and their point differential is plus 13, probably wouldn't take two and one team because they've lost to a playoff team. So and, you know, the playoff teams are going to play the two team. So the two and all teams, the Steelers. Okay. The two and two teams, the Ravens, and the two and one teams, the Chiefs. Um, yeah. So we've played. So we were we were talking about the Seahawks and the Rams game. No, you and said you just that brought up Mahomes, this random no, stat. You said Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of the league. That's all I'm saying is would the MVP have lost to yeah, a playoff team? We were, still, we were still talking about the Seahawks and the Rams, and you you took a shot at. At, at Russell Wilson because you were making a subtle reference to Ben Roethlisberger. So then I mentioned Patrick Mahomes. So the Seahawks-Rams game, let's get into that. I'm Russell Wilson saying, has struggled the last two weeks. He has. He hasn't. Ever since he, he filed that trademark for let Russ Cook, he hasn't been that good. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's – I mean, the Seahawks defense is so bad. They have to they have to manufacture pressure against the quarterback – Every single play. So it seems like they're just blitzing Jamal Adams every time. And that's just leaving the secondary exposed so bad. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough for them. Okay. I'm not. I also think part of the problem is like their offense has slightly somewhat become a little bit one dimensional because like, like, don't get me wrong. DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, very, very good players. But like, I think, I think, defenses are starting to kind of figure out how to like neutralize DK Metcalf and not let him be a game breaker. And Wilson hasn't been able to find, I mean, Tyler Lockett in that one game a couple weeks yeah. ago, but like, and, and their running backs really, are so hurt right now too. Like he hasn't really been able to find that other person to be able to free up DK. And a lot of the bit, a lot of the great teams over the years, I mean, like you look the Patriots winning Super Bowls and everything when you've taken away one, like, okay, you take away Gronk, Edelman's wide open. You take away Edelman, Gronk's going to be open. I don't think the Seahawks have enough of that one-two punch, and they haven't really, like, figured out how to create openings on offense. And that's what they need to do because their defense is so bad. Like, the Seahawks need to score 30 points a game to win. Yeah, gonna, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That was That was definitely their worst offensive game. But they really hadn't had a bad offensive game. I mean, Russ turned the ball over a lot last week, but they still put up 34 points. So I I I, I don't think their problem lies within their offense. They they need their running backs to get healthy. I definitely think that. Um, but their defense has to. I, I I mean, if you put up 16 points, you're probably not going to win. But their defense has to make more stops. Yeah. I mean, no. I I mean. To. Like I wasn't trying. I mean, I wasn't trying to say that they're the offense is the problem because the offense is they have a great offense. I'm just saying if their defense is going to continue to let them down like this, their, I mean, their offense is eventually going to become one dimensional. It's the whole like Lamar Jackson having to pass in the last two minutes of the game thing. Once you can take away one aspect of it and force them to do one thing. It, it just becomes a little bit easier for other defenses to stop such a high-powered offense. But we'll see what happens. I kind of – the Rams kind of surprised me because I didn't think they were going to be good. And now, like, they they could be a legit NFC contender. And I really think the NFC revolves around what happens in New Orleans. Yeah. It, it, and, it, it like – 
It's so I, I have no idea who the best team in the NFC West is. It, it literally could be any one of those four teams, especially like if Garoppolo gets healthy for San Francisco, it could be any any team in the West. And that's what that's why the NFC is so unpredictable right now, because you have the best conference in the NFC. You have you have no idea who's the best team in that conference even. And then you also have the Saints and the Bucks and the Packers on top of that. So nobody has any idea what's going to happen. In that yeah, NFC. and I mean, especially, so like, let's dive into the Saints-Niners game. The Saints won 27-13, but the biggest story in this is the fact that Drew Brees actually got hurt. Yeah, and that's huge. It's it's deflating news if you're a Saints fan. Is this a, because, a punctured lung joke? <laughs> yeah, he broke his ribs and punctured his lung. Yeah. So, Drew Brees is out for a little bit of time. Yeah, I mean, and I, that that could be the whole season, honestly. Jameis can still throw the ball. He just he's yeah. just gonna turn the ball over a lot too when he throws it. So, and it's not it's not like he's a guy that can't throw the ball downfield. He could do that. Like I think the biggest difference is like the Saints were starting to establish themselves as the front as like the best team they're yeah, the only team that's going to compete definitely. now it's now it's kind of like when you have Jameis. i mean he did have lasik surgery so maybe he can see a little bit better <laughs> but like your defense your defense is gonna have to like step up and make a lot more plays than before yeah drew Brees really never threw it downfield that much but he's still a game manager like drew Brees, there's just a sense of security having yeah. These veteran quarterbacks. He's back not going to turn the ball over. That's for sure. You you know he's going to make the smart decision, and you know he won't lose you a game. He's either going to win you a game, but he's not going to lose it. Yeah. So that's, we're going to see a lot more of Taysom Hill, which is awesome for uh, someone that's looking for a tight end in fantasy football because that's what yeah. he's listed on in ESPN as a tight end in fantasy. So. Maybe I'll have to go pick, pick him up. Pick up, um, pick up Taysom Hill. I have Travis Kelsey on my team, so I don't need to. But I'm just saying, pick up Taysom Hill. We got free fantasy advice for you. Yeah, um, there you go. But, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, Drew Brees' career. This actually could end his career. Like, yeah, could. He's he's old this, now. That's what I, I, I that's feel, what I was thinking. Yeah. I feel like he wants one more. I feel like he's not going to retire. I feel like it's going to be like one more shot at the Super Bowl and then he'll retire. But, but what's his arm strength going to be after another injury? I mean, it's just going to be nothing. <laughs> yeah, but at least he's got a good team around him. You know, yes. like, like I feel like Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning, like, well, Eli yeah. retired already. But, like, they had bad teams around him. But, you know, like, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees, like Peyton Manning was terrible his last year. He got his last shot at the Super Bowl, you know. Like, they yeah. all declined. Ben Roethlisberger, he's not going to go out until he has a shot, a genuine shot at the Super Bowl, which could be this year. But, like, I mean, it's just probably going to be this year. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to give up until he has a genuine shot. So, I think as long as the Saints have a good team, Breeze will probably come back at least a year and, like, yeah. And he still seems to be their best option. We're going to have to see how Jameis plays because, I mean, while he he is a very polarizing player in his career, um, maybe with some good 
offensive weapons, which the Saints definitely have, and a much better offensive head coach in Sean Payton than what he was dealing with his entire career, he he could do something. I mean, maybe. Who knows? We, I don't know. So, um, let me – last – I think this is the last game, right? Uh, yeah. Buffalo, Arizona. Yep. So, this was – this was a bizarre game. Very much so. Um, Cardinal, for those of you who didn't watch it, Cardinals 32, Buffalo Bills were 30. And the Bills went down in the last minute of the game, scored the go-ahead touchdown. Everyone thought the Bills won. It was Josh Allen. Steph- Diggs caught it, right? Yep. So Diggs is like, this is why you paid me. It was like Buffalo finally got that signature win. Then a cute little short king, Kyler Murray. <laughs> adorable. Our adorable little short king, Kyler Murray. is like yeah. he he pulls he pulls the lead course, so he's like not so fast. Marches down the field. Last play of the game, throws a Hail Mary. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> nice acquisition, by the way. Yeah, I wonder right. how you got him Bill for nothing. <laughs> um, comes down with it in the end zone. It was an undisputed grab. Cardinals win 32 to 30. And I mean, I mean, I I, 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 I had Bill's money line, so that kind of hurt. But it yeah. was. I, I also had Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, so it helped. So there we go. It was one hell of a catch, but I don't think Kyler Murray's getting enough attention for like his buying time and getting that and throwing that ball. Kyler Murray MVP maybe. I would be fine with Ben losing the MVP to Kyler Murray. I would be. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes not is not the most valuable player in the NFL and to his team. I don't think he's the most valuable player. I just, I truly okay. do not. We, we've exhausted this argument. I, I'm sorry I, I brought it up. I don't believe he is, and it's going to happen over and over again. I still don't hate Patrick Mahomes. Going to go on no, 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 no. We, 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 Whatever. We've exhausted this don't argument. Don't believe he's MVP. So we're going to get back to this game because it was. I don't think Kyler Murray's getting enough credit because we, you and I both know that if a certain. Number 12 dances around in the pocket and heaves one up and the refs call it. It's, oh, how great is Aaron Rodgers at throwing the deep ball? Yeah. And on this one, it's DeAndre Hopkins. So, like, yes, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, that was insane that he went he up and ripped threw it out of a corner's and hand. Ripped it out yeah. of, and ripped it out of all of their hands. Okay, that's yeah, that absolutely awesome. insane. I'm just saying Kyler Murray should probably get a little bit more credit for buying yeah. the time and making the throw. And he didn't really throw it on balance either, which was pretty insane. Yeah, I didn't realize he had like, that kind of arm strength. So that, that, that's kind of cool. Because he was going like, against his body, too. Yeah, it was <laughs> – this was a really – I mean, it was an insane ending. It was really fun. It's going to go down. Like, people are going to remember this catch. Yeah. And, and Buffalo's no slouch, so it, it made it a oh. really good game because, I mean, th- those are two teams that are going to be in the playoffs this year, so – it, it, it was just really fun to watch, and I enjoyed that like, game a ton. Yeah, that was I don't all think, over red zone. Yeah, th- I mean, this game really didn't take away – I don't think it took away from the Bills at all. I think it just added to the Cardinals because, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals have a good record, and 
I think this actually cements them as like the Cardinals could make it to the Super Bowl. Now, yeah, they, they probably, could be the best team they in the probably NFC. Won't, but they could make it to the Super Bowl. And yeah. Last time they made the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. I'm just right. saying. We'll cut it off there. But it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, to see it's the, the Cardinals win. Antonio Holmes podcast, by the way. Yeah. So we I, all know. <laughs> it, it is episode 10. So maybe I, <laughs> I, I thought of. Well, that's all meme. we got to say. All we got to say. I thought of a verbal meme during this when the Bills were like, did he actually come down with that? And it was Larry Fitzgerald during the Super Bowl when they were reviewing the San Antonio Holmes catch. And you can just see him mouthing the words, no way. Like that didn't actually just happen. Yeah. But so, I mean, it was it, it was really cool to see the Cardinals kind of like get a signature win this year because I do think they are a good team. Mm-hmm. They could be the best. Like it wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals come out of the NFC. That that yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. I just think Kyler Murray might. I think Kyler Murray is a year or two away. I still I think, think he doesn't. I think their head coach still kind of stinks. I'm not a big Cliff Kingsbury yeah. guy. Like I just I don't think Kyler Murray's got. I haven't seen. You know he still makes too many errors. I guess he still makes too many young errors. I think to lead a team to the playoffs. But that's. I mean that's really all I got for that game. We can. Do you have anything else on that or any of the other NFL slates? I mean that's pretty much all I got for the NFL games. I got a couple questions for you. Before I hop into the segments, um, I usually got yeah. a couple questions for you every every week. Um, we're sort of, I was going to ask you who your midseason MVP is, but I'm not going to ask you that anymore because we've kind of talked about that. And um, yeah, we're not going to get into that again. Have you have you seen the commercials for the Masked Dancer now? That's going to be a show too. Yeah, the I Masked didn't... Singer wasn't bad enough, so they had to throw out another one for us. That's an exhausted franchise. Yeah. Wow. And the franchise is like four years old and they've already exhausted it. That's pathetic. Thank goodness. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Like the masked dancer, what's that going to like? Oh, I, I'm, I don't even, it has uh, Ashley Tisdale as one of the judges and she's um, Maddie from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So that's the only reason to watch it. So, yeah, Sharpe too. Yeah. High school musical. Um, and my my other question for you is, um, I had probably the worst, not like worst as in bad tasting, um, but like worst NFL Sunday meal of all time, as in like it just was not appropriate for an NFL Sunday. I had a salad. What are you doing? Are I you know. Okay? Yeah. So like, first off, what's wrong with me? Second off, what's the best thing to eat on an NFL Sunday? anything that shouldn't go into your body is yeah great. like just like go to a sports bar and order everything every appetizer off the menu right mozzarella sticks pizza and potato wings. skins potato skins i'm gonna say okay like every single sunday before the Steelers games i get the pillsbury like crescent like cinnamon rolls but i get the light and flaky ones because it has a yellow like banner on the end of it <laughs> the Cinnabon with the Cinnabon icing, and I eat eight cinnamon rolls before every Steelers game. So, like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe that, like, could fall into it, but, like. Anything that's a tradition, that's NFL <laughs> Sunday material, not a salad. If, if I'm, like, home with my 
family or like I have friends over, they'll help me eat them. But if I'm alone, I'm eating eight cinnamon rolls every single <laughs> Sunday before you go. So like, yeah, but other than that weird, I don't know how that happened. I was just at the store and I was like, yellow Steelers, here we go. And then they started winning every single game. So now I'm eating cinnamon rolls you every single Sunday. You have to do but, it. But yeah, I'd agree with you. Anything that's on a bar appetizer, like anything, if you get drunk and you crave it, that's what you want on Sunday. Because calories do not count on Sundays. That's true. That's what I've heard. Calories don't count. Yeah. Excellent point. Do you want to hop into our segments then? Yeah. um, I was just going to make like one final note. I do think it's so sweet that we're now getting the playoff pictures like on every single NFL bracket. And like... Now the Bears and we get like the, the, we get sure. the graphic of like and you start to see how teams like the Bears like, oh, well, you're going to trick yourself. I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it because the Bears are going to win a game and you're going to yeah. be like, huh? The Bears, if they like it's going to hey, be like, ex- extra wild card team this year. I'm just saying. So, I mean, maybe, maybe too. Potentially. Potentially. And I'm just like, it's going to be week 17. You're going to be like, oh, my God, if the Bears only lose by six points and seven other teams lose we're in the playoffs i'm in the bears are back and you're gonna i, I don't i don't know whether to be cheering for a good draft spot or for my team to make the playoffs at this point it's very weird i don't i don't think that the bears are gonna benefit that much from a good draft spot this year though like i just although we have, our first, we, we have our first first round pick in two years so that'll be nice <laughs> What did you do with last? Well, we, yeah, but we had Cleo, we got Cleo Mack from those first two round picks at least, but we also got Mitch. The yeah. last time you had to draft and it was up to your GM. And we got, we got, we got a quarterback who is our future starter for not next week because we have a bye, but two weeks from now. So, yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, I don't know. So, I mean, speaking of players, let's just let's head in segments. Player of the week. Who's your player of the week? Uh, my player of the week is who's going to be Antonio Brown, just because he's up to his old antics again. But I decided <laughs> not to do that because we we already talked about that a little bit. So I'm going with Isaiah Williams, quarterback for the University of Illinois. Thank you very much. Nice. And because he broke the school record for rushing yards by a quarterback previously held by Isaiah Williams, Juice Williams in 2007. Yeah. Juice Juice. Williams led Illinois to the Rose Bowl with Rashard Mendenhall, Aurelius Ben, Fonte Davis, Jay Lehman, Jason Rita, one of the greatest football teams in Illinois history. So Isaiah Williams, He's going to be the new juice. He's bringing Illinois back to the promised land. Congratulations, my player of the week. Well, I mean, how's his leg strength? Is how's it, his leg strength? Is it good? Because Juice's leg kind of snapped in half a little bit, didn't it? No. I'm pretty sure it did. His ankle definitely broke because I definitely remember you and your sister showing me a video of his no. ankle his leg snapping while he was at Illinois. That was definitely not Juice. No, it 100% was Juice. Uh, Juice never I got injured at Illinois. Their quarterback, war number seven, snapped his leg in half. 
Juice did not get hurt at Illinois. Show me a video of it. I, I, I'm going to look it up right now. We can cut this part, but I'm looking this up now because. No, I like, okay, yeah, cut this out. But like, I swear to God, I, I don't know who it was, but you showed me like an Illinois player. In between, it was like literally. He, got, he had an ankle injury with Illinois, it says against Minnesota, but he can't, he limped off the field, it says. And he came back into the game later. Okay, it could have been that because I like distinctly remember though, I was like by my mailbox and you showed me this video and like his ankle like folded over. So it could have just been that and like it wasn't that bad. But like, I literally have no recollection of that event. Happening. I swear, okay, I I'm sorry, like I swear to God that I've seen a <laughs> video of an Illinois quarterback wearing number seven, like his leg just snapping half or something. I, yeah, I don't I don't remember that happening. I'll try and figure this out and figure out what video I'm thinking of, but like I remember you showing me that. Anyway, so who's the, who's I, your player of the week? My player of the week. I'm kind of last week I kind of stretched kicker of the week a little bit. This week, I might be stretching player of the week a little bit because I'm going to give my player of the week to the ref in the Packers game because the Packers... Threw an all-time block. He threw one hell of a block, and the Packers probably lose that game if he doesn't throw the block and block the Jags defense. So I don't know his name, know nothing about him, but yeah, he's my player of the week. That's yeah. Through a great block. Congratulations, Zebra. It was a great block. You won. I mean, if the refs winning a game for the for the Packers, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, Never seen that happen before. We can let's move over to kicker of the week now. And yeah. I'm. I, I gotta find one right real quick. You go first. I'll go ahead and give you my kicker of the week. My kicker of the week is the Buffalo Bills kicker. Tyler. Oh, that was going to be mine. Darn it. That was my backup. And part of the reason I went first is because I had a feeling you're going to have this one. Oh, um, shoot. Tyler Bass kicked three field goals, and all three of them were career long <laughs> in this game. And I just, I love that. Like, that was pretty cool. But I'll give you a couple, like, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry that I took yours. And it had to have happened sometime. I'm surprised that we've made it like 10 episodes where we haven't overlapped on any of these until like now. But yeah. So Tyler Bass, congrats. You're my kicker of the week. So your kicker of the week, Kellen. Yeah. My kicker of the week. uh, I don't know his name and he's not actually a kicker, but he's a punter. So it's close enough. It's it's, It's Washington's punter who had the most atrocious, most atrociously bad punt play I've ever seen in my life. The snap went over his head. Then he tried to field it. Then he tried to punt it. Then he lost it. And it ended up for an Oregon State touchdown. So uh, he had a terrible punt attempt. Washington still won the game. Uh, So you win my kicker slash punter of the week because you are not an actual football player. Congratulations. I like it. Uh, How about you give me your coach of the week while you're at it? Do Do you have one? I do have my coach of the week. My coach of the week is Sean Payton of oh. the New Orleans Saints because his dream has finally come true. Drew Brees is injured. He might miss time for the foreseeable future. So he gets to play Taysom Hill a bunch. So he's going to get super creative. What is that? The Swiss Army knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the Swiss Army knife player. Yes. 
Uh, so, yes, he gets to play Taysom Hill, his Swiss Army Knife player, and uh, he gets to really open up his playbook now and do all sorts of weird things. So, congratulations, Sean Payton, your dream came true. You're my coach of the week. So, for my coach of the week, I had a tough time deciding, like, I was going to go with Cincinnati's head coach because <laughs> they ran Taylor. up the score. But we've already oh. talked about that. So Cincinnati, I'm not, like university. Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, because there is, <laughs> you want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. Um, if you combine the wins of all the football teams in Cincinnati, they have as many wins as the Steelers. Okay. So, <laughs> I, say that I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I don't even know why I ask you for these fun facts anymore. I should know where they're going every time. My coach of the week is the Iowa football Hawkeyes head football coach, Kirk Rentz. Yeah. yeah. And the reason he is is because. Iowa is up 35 to nothing against Minnesota with 19 seconds left, and Minnesota calls a timeout. So, why would you call a timeout when you're down 35 nothing? Just let the no clock run out, right? Yeah. Kirk, my boy Kirk, he's a little <laughs> bit upset about that. So, Iowa has three timeouts. He decides to use all three timeouts. Oh, my God. And go along in the game. <laughs> In the final second, in the final 19 seconds, he calls all three timeouts. That's beautiful. To prolong the 35 to nothing win because he got mad that Minnesota called a timeout with 19 seconds left. I actually um, love that. Yeah. So yeah, you're my coach of the week. That's that's legendary. That's a great I, was, coach of the week right there. Yeah. I love that it, one. It it's a good move. I think it's I think it is so funny. Um, we can head into tweet of the week. I didn't like. I'll give you mine first. I didn't have like any great tweets. Like last week or two weeks ago, we had so many great tweets throughout the week. I did have a very hard time this week, like with remembering what I picked for these. And they've changed so many times because I'll, I would like tell myself, I'm like watching TV. I'm like, that's going to be my player of the week or that's going to be my tweet of the week. And then I just decided not to write it down because I thought my brain was smart. But yeah, no, bad I idea. forgot like seven times. And I texted you at least three times tonight like, oops, I forgot another one. So my my tweet of the week might be a little bit uh, weak this week. And we kind of maybe talked about it a little bit earlier. Actually, I kind of have two. I'm going to just throw this one out. Um, so Pro Football Focus, I don't know what's going on with them. But somehow they like tweet out that the Steelers have the best defense in the league. And then they also tweet out that the Steelers are the worst team in the league. And at PFF underscore Steve predicted that the Bengals upset the Steelers this week. So that was just an honorable mention on that one. Yeah. But um, my actual tweet of the week, I have two honorable mentions, but this is my actual tweet of the week is from Warren Kosoy. And this is a Bills fan. So at 7.22 p.m. Sunday night, he tweeted out, I've waited my whole life to say this, but it's truly a great time to be a Bills fan. Hashtag Bills Mafia. That was just (laughs) seconds before 
<laughs> Kyler Murray threw a Daniel Murray to DJ DeAndre Hopkins to Ooh. lose the game. So yeah, freezing cold that, takes right there. Ooh. That that's I'm tough. pretty I'm pretty sure they retweeted that one and that's how I saw it. But Probably. that is that is my tweet of the week. Um, my other one. honorable mention for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, during every Bears game for the last four weeks, I've tweeted right. out some variation of Mitch. What's Mitch doing? Where's Mitch? Uh, so he's on the IR is what he's so, doing. So today, Kellen, you texted me and said, I think I might be on the Mitch bandwagon. I was like, wait, <laughs> I need to tweet that out today. So I go, Mitch question mark, hashtag bear down, hashtag Monday Night Football. The prodigy kid responds with, he's on the bench saying, wow, I was worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great response. Good for that guy. So the prodigy kid, you have the runner up for my uh, tweet of the week this week, because I mean, that that, that is an all time response. And wait till next week while the Bears are on a bye and I tweet out Mitch question mark. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. So, Kellen, what's your tweet of the week? Uh, my tweet of the week is uh, it doesn't really have ton ton of context or badness to it. It's just a great observation by someone I follow. Um, so he tweeted out saying, does Texas Tech recruit this stereotype on purpose? And he tweeted out three player names that are all on Texas Tech's football team. Maverick, McIvory, McLean, Mannix, and Mason McHorse. Just three of the most preposterous Texas sounding names I've ever heard in my entire life. Like if if I had five guesses and you had to ask me which state all all three of these players are from, all five of my guesses would be spent on the state of Texas because those are just the dumbest names I've ever heard. And Texas Tech, you have all three of those players somehow on your team. So congratulations. You made my that's just Yeah, that's just good recruiting right there to get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just the three of the dumbest names I've ever heard in my life. God, I hate Texas Tech. Um, so how do you got a fan base of the week this week? I do have a fan base of the week, and uh, <laughs> my fan base of the week is anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I got where <laughs> I I I just I need uh, go for it. I don't know where this so, is going. So it's a very loose affiliation, but uh, Jenny McCarthy she made news for the Bears this week. Uh, she's a uh, notorious anti-vaxxer, so that's why anti-vaxxers. Our, my fan base of the week. Jenny McCarthy is apparently a Bears fan. She picked the Bears to beat the Vikings this week. That's dumb of her. I didn't think Jenny McCarthy was a Bears fan because she dated Brian Urlacher for a while and things ended really bad. That was when Brian Urlacher was like dating every famous person from the mid-2000s. So Jenny McCarthy, you're still relevant for Bears fans? What? Was that before or after you got run over by the bus? Just to put this in context. Uh, I think that was before. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, he also dated Paris Hilton, too. So that was like, you know, mid-2000s galore. Jenny McCarthy, you're still relevant to Bears fans, and that means anti-vaxxers are still relevant somehow. And I think she's I think she's one of the judges on The Masked Singer. So Not big, The Masked Dancer. Yeah, big week for anti-vaxxers. So congratulations. I honestly, I can't wait till they come out next year. Like Fox is going to come out with 
the masked performer where they sing and dance at the same time. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the masked performer. It's just gonna be American America's Got Talent, but for people in a mask. They wear a mask. <laughs> they were really ahead of the whole mask trend, if you think about it, though. Like, That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess I guess those shows are pretty popular right now just because of the masking, yeah. but just the dumbest I think concept it's, I've ever heard I for a show. I think it's really really funny that they like debuted this with Antonio Brown being like one of their original people because <laughs> yeah. When the show happened, he was, like, the top of the league. He was the best wide receiver. Yeah. Um. So my fan base of the week, a little, little bit non-traditional as well. And it's a very, like, I, I don't know, like, it's, it's a very small category of people, I guess. But it is golf fans that think they're better than pro golfers. Okay. And, <laughs> so... Because so they are my fan base of the week because this week was Masters week like I talked about earlier and all this stuff. But like my favorite part about when there's majors that everyone's actually watching is you get people that like when a golfer has a bad round or hits a bad shot, they're like, oh, I'm better than them. And so like Rory McIlroy on Thursday was like four over or something stupid like that. Like he played terrible and everyone's like. Oh, I could beat Rory. Oh, he's so relatable because he's hitting every shot left. And then he ends up like 10 under for the tournament. Are you in and that group of the, people? Sometimes. Okay. But like, That's what I thought. <laughs> like, I'm more like, I'm more in the group of people that I just enjoy watching golfers struggle because I'm like, they always make it look so easy. Yeah. I like when they struggle, like I struggle. I'm not as much inclined to get on Twitter and be like, Oh, Rory's so bad. I could have hit that shot better than him because then he rattles it off in his 10 under. Um, And same thing with like Sunday, Tiger Woods puts four into the water and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm better than Tiger Woods. And I would love to watch. I would (laughs) love to watch. The greatest golfer of all time. Yeah. I would love to watch every single person that tweeted out that they wouldn't hit four balls into the water on number 12. I want to watch them all play number 12 at Augusta in tournament conditions on Sunday. And you tell me how you, how you doing. So it's my famous of the week golf fans that think that they're better than pro golfers. And they're, they're just not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like if you were better than a pro golfer, well, you'd be on the PGA tour. Yeah. So that's, congrats golf fans that think I, they're better I, than I golfers. Have a, I have a friend who's a pro golfer. So yeah. Who? Me? No. His name's, oh. Well, I don't know if we're that close of friends. His name's Garrett. He's going out with a friend of mine. So that's he's a cool guy, though. Really well, great when guy. When he's famous, yes, you are friends. Yeah, then, then I'm for sure you friends with him. You guys go way back. When he wins a major, you guys go way back. <laughs> yeah. He was, at, he was at Friendsgiving with me last year, so not a big deal. You guys, yeah, best friends yeah. forever. You should get comp tickets yeah. to the golf matches. Yeah. <laughs> Big week for golfers, big week for anti-vaxxers. So congratulations. Yeah. So we get, I mean, now, I mean, golf's over and, well, anti-vaxxers, I don't know. They're probably not over for a while, I guess. We're probably going to get a COVID vaccine here soon. I guess there's like two of them that are coming out that might be like somewhat effective. Although oh. they're only like effective against the first strand and we're on like the sixth strand. So who knows what's going to happen. Right. It's good enough. Um, if they cancel the NFL season, I'm going to cry. Yeah, so, I don't think they will. There's, there, there's talks that they're going to just shut down the whole entire nah. United States. They're, they're too deep in at this point. So, 
if yeah so we'll see vaccines for everybody yeah give me the cocoa vaccine i'll go to the super bowl actually i as previously mentioned i did survive the coronavirus and so i will still be technically immune to the coronavirus in february the first sunday in february there you go we'll see what happens We'll see what happens, like, the week following that. I'm good to, like, February 16th, so. <laughs> what could happen that week? But yeah. anyway, that's, I, do you have any other notes for this week? It was a No, that's all I got. Week. We had a lot this week. I did, believe it or not, Steelers talk was slimmer. Actually talking about the Steelers was less than most weeks. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of egged you on a little bit. The, Complaining about the color commentary, that's where most of the Steelers talk came from this yeah, week. that was a lot, too. Uh, so if, I you, mean, if you add that in, it's still pretty much the same amount. I, but, hey, I was I was trying not to be. Uh, we did have – I don't know if you saw this. We tweeted it out from our account. We got into some Twitter battles this week on Twitter. Yeah, if, um, if, if anybody has tweeted oh anything – if anything is tweeted, if anybody has tweeted anything mean at you from our from our account, that's Josh. If anybody's tweeted anything nice at you, that's me. So there, well, there you go. Just just so you I, guys know. Okay, I made one bad com- I made a mean comment about the Titans not having any fans because it's an <laughs> ironic podcast of totally unbiased. Okay. But so, they don't know that they're not listening to us. <laughs> well, maybe they should listen. We're up to twenty one followers now. But I also absolutely love that we got this. I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end the podcast on this tweet because, like you said, if it's something bad, it was probably tweeted out by me. So some artist like made a bunch of pictures of like LeBron dunking with like a transparent background, and I was like, so I we tweeted out LeBron will need some serious load management after this because it was him dunking once in yeah. this video. And some guy, some guy who clearly does not listen to the podcast, yeah. um, <laughs> goes totally unbiased sports my ass, so he doesn't get it. <laughs> he does. But, he. I saw that. And I was just like, dude, like, he, dude, it, not, come on. You don't have to listen get, to the podcast to understand. Like, come on, figure that out. Just look at like our last four tweets, and <laughs> yeah. one of them will be biased in some sort. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, our. T- Twitter, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, follow us follow at us. Unbiased Pod. At Unbiased Pod, we have growing every day. And I mean, Friday night before I got into the argument, we had 20 followers, and after the argument, we had 21. Yeah. Well, yeah, that follower was because I like. No, I like the Steelers fans tweet, and they followed us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, for good Twitter fights, it'll I'll start it. Tell him finishes it. Shake and bake. I, I finish it by being nice to the person. So, yeah. Shake. I don't want to get made fun of too much on Twitter. That's why. How, how many followers did you get us by being nice? I've got this. <laughs> yeah, you have, but not on Friday night. <laughs> okay. okay Friday night by being mean, I got one follower. And by being nice, <laughs> we got none. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I made fun of them. You just thick skin. Walk. Wait, what's the saying? It's something, something, but carry a big stick. I yeah, don't it, remember it, the first part. It's of like it. talk small, but carry a big stick. So that and, means and you shouldn't not- be talking trash to people, Josh. You totally contradicted yourself. 
I mean, <laughs> it, it means I just, don't talk a lot, but beat the crap out of the person that makes fun of you. So as long I as like, you're not talking. I like the big stick part. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you contradicted yourself. Congrats. So, that's over. the show. Um, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Remember, stay on bias this week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Thank you.